This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you at 8am, 6 out of 7 days a week to give you all the updates regarding Arsenal. And of course, have a bit of a chat uh, and get your thoughts and feelings about where the club is at right now. As we close in on what could be a brilliant end to the season and maybe... We're a little bit lucky, a top four place as well. I hope you're doing good and well this morning. Thank you for joining me in the chat box live. Thank you for making this part of your morning routine. And thank you for some of the kind comments that we got in the chat box, in the comment box after yesterday's show. Um, It was a really good response to yesterday's video. Some really nice things. Um, Shout out to Sharon and your other half as well in particular. Really kind comment and thank you for that. Really appreciate that. So, uh, have a fantastic day, people. Uh, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying. Stevie, good morning to you, to Trevor, to Mike, Anthony, uh, and we've got Shreyas and Luke and Matt G. Uh, we've also got Marcus, Paul, Simon, uh, John, uh, who's very happy about 15th place in this morning's <laughs> rankings. Maximius, good morning. Rohit, uh, Manu, Greg, AV, Sartvik, True Facts, good morning, guys. Answer, GGTV for you. Uh, Kieran, Blackshine, Lynn, Good morning. Uh, Senesi, uh, good morning to you. Uh, Martin, Rob, Paul, Anthony, and so many more of you as well. Apologies that I can't say good morning to everybody, but I hope you're doing well and good uh, on this Tuesday morning. Two days. Two days until a big day for Marvel fans. And Doctor Strange comes out. Woohoo! Am I excited about that? That's going to be good. And one day, to be fair, to the finale of Moon Knight. Yes, I am just waxing lyrical about Marvel right now, but. I'm an absolute Marvel nerd, so uh, <laughs> this week's going to be great. It's going to be great. Anyway, uh, before I go off on too much of a tangent, please do go and subscribe to the Arsenal way and uh, make sure that you are a subscriber over there. We do our shows every weekday, Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. And I'll be joined 
by our regular guests this morning to have more of a chat about the world of Arsenal. We did a really good discussion about the central midfielder that we would sign in the summer to replace an upgrade upon Granite Xhaka and Mohamed El Nenny. Really good discussion that was. So make sure you check that out. Link in the description as always. We kick off though with news that broke literally minutes after we signed off of yesterday's morning show. David Ornstein of The Athletic reporting that the speculation on Kayon Edwards' future will end and he will extend his contract with Arsenal. 18-year-old that scored 17 goals in the youth setup this season, more than any other youth player in our system, uh, is expected to sign until 2025. This is despite interest from Chelsea and Brighton and a host of other clubs. Arsenal have managed to beat off that competition and win the race to re-sign Kayon Edwards, which is a massive, massive plus. Um, really genuinely um, such a big, big boost um, to us uh, because he was looking very likely to move on at one stage. So the fact that we've managed to keep him for another three years at least is huge for the club and fingers crossed we see him progress into the first team setup in the next few years as well. Speaking of young players that could be sticking around, Eddie Nketiah is being reported by Sammy Motbell to be uh, the subject of plenty of uh, hard work by Mikel Arteta supposedly to convince him to stay at the club. A contract offer has continued to be on the table. However, Nketi has plenty of offers from outside of the club and into Europe. From my perspective, look, if we re-sign him, as long as it doesn't interrupt with what we're trying to do in the summer, look, who am I to say no? If we can still manage to bring in two forwards, great. But I think that Nketiah, for him, his best move would be to move. His best decision would be to, to go elsewhere, to try and nail down a starting place somewhere, and prove to the world that he can be a consistent goal scorer and a consistent starter for a top-level club. I think that a lot of people have treated him unfairly. I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a player that is proving in these weeks that if you give him time, you give him those consistent performances, he can give you something. I just don't think that something is what Arsenal need if they want to progress towards the targets that they are aiming for. And that's why Nketiah still should move on from the club. Um, now, Aston Villa, midfielder, uh, Chukwemeka, who I have probably butchered the pronunciation of, and I appreciate everyone giving me the phonetic spelling of players in the comment sections. I genuinely do. It really does help. Uh, Tuchameni, or Chuameni, uh, <laughs> as people have tried to help me pronounce being one of them. Um, but Chukwemeka, uh, the Aston Villa uh, central midfielder, is not getting too much time on the field at the moment for um, Aston Villa. And for that... I think when it comes down to uh, the future of a player that's very, very highly rated, they're not getting the minutes that they want, they will seek a move. And he has been linked with a move to Arsenal, similar time to when Michael Elise has come into the club, um, or rather come into the club's links, rather. But he is now being linked with a move away. He is wanting supposedly more minutes and more game time and could leave Aston Villa. And Arsenal have said to be interested. However, because of the nature of the reasons why he wants to move, I doubt that Arsenal would have a hope because he wants to play and Arsenal would not be able to guarantee him any amount of football whatsoever, uh, which is a shame because he's a very good player. Now, more interesting news coming out regarding Aaron Hickley, uh, Hickey, uh, the Scottish international left-back for Bologna, both footed, can play on either side, really versatile young 19-year-old fullback. Arsenal could 
according to certain reports, make him their first summer signing. 20 million euros is being talked about. And this is a player that has been linked to a number of big clubs as big as Bayern Munich in the last few years. He decided to move to Bologna to ensure that he would get regular game time and he's benefited from it. Five goals so far this season, plenty of them with his right foot as well, showing he can, in fact, use that very successfully. And he would certainly be coming in with the expectation to supersede Nuno Tavares in the Arsenal first team. It is an interesting one, considering Kieran Tierney would be ahead of him in the pecking order and as a similar nationality, well, exactly the same, not similar about it, the same nationality, that would possibly have an impact on his capacity to play for the Scottish national team. That said, of course, You've already got Andrew Robertson there. Who knows? Maybe Hickey could be a player that becomes Andrew Robertson's understudy in the left wing-back role, whereas Tierney's more of that left centre-back style. And the fact that he can play on the right-hand side as well will certainly um, be interesting. Steve Clark, who I believe is still the Scottish manager. So Hickey is very much on Arsenal's radar, it seems, and he could become very much um, be Arsenal's first signing of the summer, around €20 million. Euros. And I think that would be a very, very good piece of investment for the club. Now, Julian Brandt's name has re-emerged as a possible target for Arsenal this summer. If you remember, Brandt was linked with Arsenal last summer before we signed uh, Martin Odegaard to be our attacking midfielder. The 26-year-old joined Borussia Dortmund from Bayer Leverkusen a couple of years ago and has since gone on to struggle to become kind of a regular first team starter at Borussia Dortmund. He plays semi-often, he's a semi-starter, doesn't always start week in, week out. But so far this season, has got seven goals and eight assists in the Bundesliga in 29 games, which if you consider the fact that that's 16, 16? No, hold on. Where's my maths? My 15 goal contributions. My maths gone well weird. Fifteen goal contributions so far this season in 29 games. That's one every two games, which is a pretty darn good return. But I do think that there are people that are concerned about whether or not those numbers are put down in clusters. For instance, two assists came against Wolfsburg recently. Two goals came against Stuttgart. Two assists came against Freiburg. Two assists came against Greta Firth. I think that there is an argument that Julian Brandt uh, kind of clusters these patches of form and he's not consistent across an entire season. That said, I know there are a big, uh, there's a big group of people that are huge fans of Julian Brandt and would like to see him at the club. I'm not sure that he is the right person for Arsenal to consider for a central midfield slot because, of course, he is more of an attacking-minded central midfielder but has played at centre-mid, has played on the right-hand side and has played a number of times on the right-hand side. Uh, this season and could be a versatile option for our forward line to consider if we wanted to. Um, let's uh, let's see what happens with this one, but I don't think it's going to turn into anything consistently strong with Arsenal. Now, Gabriel Jesus's price tag is unsurprisingly on the rise. Reports suggesting that the £30 million figure that was previously being reported isn't actually the reality and that Manchester City would be looking for something closer to £40 million to secure Gabriel Jesus's signature in the summer. As we know, talks between Jesus and Arsenal have been going on since November, but there are still talks yet to be started between Arsenal and Manchester City. And based upon his recent form, you would have to say that that price tag is going to fall in line with what we would expect it to, which is going to increase. I think going over £40 million to a player of one year left on his deal is not all that advisory to do. However, I think I probably would go up to the £40 million figure to secure Gabriel Jesus. I think he's worth that amount of money. I think he's got the potential to be a brilliant player going into his prime years from the age of 25 at Arsenal. 
playing under a, a coach he's worked with before and praised massively and who fits from a versatile and age profile perspective what we're really looking for in a forward as well as someone who is a brilliant finisher as well so 40 million pounds i think that's probably the maximum i go to but it was always going to be the way that city were going to raise the price tag after he cannot stop scoring for them at the moment with a few games to go and our headline story today uh, according to a number of outlets including the times have reported that arsenal have revived their interest in inter milan and one of my favorite players to try and pronounce the latala martinez um who has been uh, fantastic still this season despite romelu lukaku not being at inter milan so far this season and him playing with both edin dzeko and Alexis Sanchez, even as a strike partner this season, he still managed to score 17 goals in Serie A, 21 goals across all competitions, and get three assists as well. The 24, 24 year old, turned 25 in August, though, to be fair, before next season, so it'll be 25 going into the next season, has been brilliant. And if Arsenal can get him, and the price tag is supposedly 60 to 70 million euros, which is about 40 to 50, 45 to 55 million pounds, if Arsenal can get. Lataro Martinez at Arsenal for next season alongside a player like Gabriel Jesus. They've brought in two massive forwards to their cause and two versatile forwards as well into the side. I would be very, very excited if they turn out to be the two forwards. They're quite stylistically similar in regards to kind of their diminutive height and the way in which they are on the ball. So I would argue that maybe we lack that plan B style. Not that Schick or uh, Ozymen or Nunez, players that are, you know, deep, much, much better than these guys are in the air anyway, that they're not, that they're plan B strikers to be brought off the bench, but more in the sense that we still lack that aerial threat Perhaps a Cody Gakpo being brought in as well to add that six foot ridiculous height into the team would also be advisable. That would be a bit of a concern that we still don't have necessarily the the aerial threat um, in a striker that we still lack. But Martinez and Jesus would be really, really strong um, to see come into the club next season. And that completes today's news, which means we're going to jump to you guys in the chat box now for your questions and see what you guys are going to be asking in today's second half. We'll be back straight after this short break. Lovely stuff. Let's uh, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying then. Uriel, uh, who I've not seen before um, in the chat. I'm sure you have been there, um, but new name to me. Says, hi, Tom. What are realistic yet exciting targets for our midfield? I'm struggling to find many targets better than Granite Xhaka at the moment. Yes, it's a good question because the number of targets that are available to try and get to upgrade upon Xhaka is tricky. I consistently say that Sergei Milinkovic-Savic is the one that we should be looking at. Ridiculous number of goals in midfield. Really consistent player. He's got leadership skills too. 27 years of age and won't be 28 until February of next year. I think there are lots of positives to come from him. His price tag would be big, but to get an upgrade on Granit Xhaka, you are going to have to pay the big money. And if you would bring in someone like that, I think it could be a huge bit of business for Arsenal. So Sergei Milinkovic-Savic would be mine. Uh, Olu says, Hey Tom, Jesus for 35 million, Cavalier for 25 million if Everton goes down, De Jong for 60 million, will you do it? Not DCL for me. I'd be looking to target someone far, far better and consistent 
than Calvert-Lewin. Uh, Jeremy says, do you see us prematurely dumping Nuno if we get a deal for Hickey Dunn? Also, don't overlook Jesus's area ability. The guy leaps like a salmon. I, I understand. Look, I'm not saying that Latara Martinez or Jesus can't head a ball. It's just that aerial threat, you know, the ability to beat some of the big defenders in the air more consistently. That's what I'm looking for. Jesus is good at finding space. So when the ball does manage to reach him, he's good. But he does have players like De Bruyne, feeding him crosses which is very different to the players that we unfortunately have not unfortunately but you know and just in comparison we don't have the same level of crossing quality as what Manchester City do in someone like De Bruyne um but do I see us dumping Nuno yes I, I do I feel that Arteta's been ruthless with his squad and if he doesn't particularly think someone's good enough or will be good enough I think that what we will see is Nuno Tavares moved on and someone else brought in if they feel that they can do it I think they can get a, probably a, a profit on Nuno Tavares in the summer. And I'm sure that they will not be short of offers because he's still been decent for much of the season at times as well. Dirk says, Tom, what would you, uh, what would you do with Patino next season if we got top four loan or bring him in? I think that he's a player that's good enough to be brought in. But if you told me that he was going on loan next season, that would be fine. Uh, I actually would like to see him go abroad. I think that'd be a really good experience for him. Um, but I think he's one of those players similar to Saka that doesn't necessarily need a loan and could be brought in gradually and integrated into the team through cup competitions and substitute appearances as well. Shreya says, Hi Tom, there are rumours about De Jong to Arsenal. We should go all out for him. What are your thoughts? Look, if he's possible to get, go get. He's an upgrade on what we've got. I don't think Barcelona will sell him. From the comments of Jordi Cruyff uh, very recently, Barcelona don't want to sell him, despite what some Spanish outlets have said. They don't want to see De Jong go. Even these links to Carlos Soler don't necessarily say and suggest that De Jong will go. If he's available, absolutely go for him. But I think that there is an argument that Barcelona's mm, kind of headstrong and well-being about the deal would mean that they don't want it to happen. So I don't think you should get your hopes up about a Frankie de Jong move to Arsenal. Inga says, when Liverpool beat Spurs, love the confidence, do you think a draw against Spurs will be enough to reach Champions League football? I do. It won't be mathematically, of course, but I think it would be enough that we would then be able to beat either of Newcastle or Everton to secure top four. We should be able to do that. So a draw isn't the end of the world, but we definitely should. If we win our next two games... And Spurs drop points in both. Um, sorry, if, if Spurs drop points in the Liverpool game and lose to us, then it's ours. That's the situation. Priyank says, Hi, Tom. Have you ever seen a team buy two quality strikers in the same window? That's why I think we should buy a Napoli striker and a winger who can play as a striker. Just because other teams haven't done it doesn't mean that we won't. And I can tell you for now, for fact, that Arteta wants to that the club want to, that the club are looking to bring in two forwards this summer. That is the plan. That is what they want to achieve. At the moment, they're doing that with the knowledge that both Nketiah and Lacazette will be gone. Should one of them stay? Who knows? Maybe that changes. I hope not. But the club are targeting two strikers, two forwards, at least in the summer. So I'm hoping that that's what we do. I think that we should go... Aussie men's not top of my list. Schick remains top of my list. He scored again, by the way, last night. Um, scored his 22nd goal of the Bundesliga season. Only behind Robert Lewandowski, of course. Although, to be fair, Erling Haaland has turned things around in terms of his form. I don't know if he's now overtaken Patrick Schick. Let's have a quick check on the top scorer charts for the Bundesliga. Uh, Schick still leads the way. Erling Haaland is one behind. So there's your answer to that one. Um, 
Awaniwi, uh, the Union Berlin striker, is doing fantastic this year. 13 goals. And Christopher Nkunku, wow. 18 goals so far this season for him. Uh, he is going to be big. And Modest for Cologne. 19 goals this season. Getting on a bit now, Modest. But maybe you can see one of those promoted Premier League teams maybe targeting someone like him. You can see Crystal Palace going for someone like Modest. I don't know why. Just got that feeling. Franklin says, Hi, Tom. Why are Arsenal fans happy to let Nketi leave for free? I don't think they're happy. I just think they're kind of resigned to it. I think they just realise the situation, Franklin, is what it is with Nketiah. And I don't think you're going to get anything more than 10 to 15 million pounds if that, if he's under contract. I don't think you'd get 20 million pounds. I mean, Palace offered 10 and we accepted it. So I don't think you're going to get anything more than that. But uh, I don't think it's about being happy to let him go. I think it's just that want and that desire to have something significantly better than Eddie and Ketia next season. Stevie says, Tom, am I reading uh, FDJ would love to play for us? Uh, F Frankie de Jong, I don't know if he would love to play for us, Stevie. I just think that it's a deal that's being hyped up when in reality, Barca don't, Barcelona don't really want to let him go. Uh, Nathish says, uh, we should have Tactical Insights show with you and James. He is also... Uh, all into his stats. James came on the show the other day. James is a great lad and love having a chat with him about Arsenal. I'm sure you'll see James back on the channel again very, very soon. Nyanyezi, uh, I'm sorry I've pronounced it. Maybe it's a silent N. Kanyezi. You'll have to tell me, Kanyezi, in the chat. Latara is a good striker, but honestly, I think Jesus and Nunez are perfect striking options for us, if not Jesus and Abraham or Ozimen. I get the dynamic you're talking about there. You're talking about Jesus, the more diminutive, versatile, low center of gravity forward, and someone a little bit more heighty, vertical. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think that dynamic is better, but Latara and Jesus would still be significant improvements in our striking options for next season. Um, Ritian says, hi, Tom. Great work. Just wanted to know what your opinion is about our targets next season if we finish in the top four. Well, my opinion is, is that we'll go for very, very good ones <laughs> and that's a bit of a cop-out answer at the end but that's the reality if we get champions league i have confidence that the club will be looking to bring in and invest significantly to try and improve the squad to push us towards even greater heights next season jay says hi tom you're doing a great job as always thanks mate if we have 200 million pounds very quickly who would you realistically buy okay jesus 40 million pounds sergey milinkovic savage 60 million pounds Hickey, 15 million pounds. So we're at 115 and I've got three. Gakpo, 35 million pounds. So that takes us up to 150. So I've got 50 million left. I've got 50 million for another striker. Uh, in which case, I think Latara Martinez is around 50. Tammy Abraham might be around 50. Ozemen's not too pricey. Darwin Nunez is not too pricey. Patrick Schick, 50 million? Maybe. There you go. Schick. If we sell a few players, I can have a few more quids. Jay, let's let's be let's be fair. Let's negotiate. Schick, Jesus, Sergei Milinkovic, Savic, Hickey, and Gakpo are my five. I wanted two forwards, a wide forward, a central midfielder, and a versatile fullback, and I've got them. If we do those five, that would be my perfect window. So there you go. Coop says, do these Hickey links mean the end of Nuno? His traits seem too similar. I think maybe there's a chance that it could. Let's see what happens. Dennis says, if we bring in two strikers, who would you keep out of Balogun and Ketia? Balogun, of course. Uh, I would keep Balogun out of the two. Maximia says, I think the more games we give Eddie, the better that he looks. I feel we should make efforts to hold on to him. We have made efforts. We, we've consistently made efforts to keep him. If he leaves, it's not because of Arsenal. 
You know, he leaves. It's, it's his decision. A contract has been on the table and continues to be on the table for Enketia. It is his choice whether he signs it or not. We have done what we can. It's not about money. It's always been about his view about whether he has a place in the team. And Arteta has said to him that, you know, you will get chances, but we can't guarantee you regular minutes because of our expectations for the season. Uh, the inside story says, hey, Tom, what about Madison? Uh, are the Gunners still interested? I'm sure he's on their radar, but after we got Erdegaard, our ambitions to sign an attacking midfielder are not as high as they were previously. And we're looking for that central midfield option. Andrew says, uh, Andrew Butterworth, what a great name. <laughs> says, hi, Tom, was Ramsdale out of order or a legend for bantering holding about taking six years and a new hairline to score against West Ham? Was, it's a fine line between being a legend and bantering. Look, uh, was he out of order? No, I don't think so. I don't think he was out of order. They're teammates. There's a bit of banter. It's a bit of camaraderie. I don't think Rob would have been annoyed. Um, and Ramsdale knows holding a, be- a lot better than any of us do. So knows what is and what isn't going to be cool with him. Um, no, it's a joke. It is, it's a lighthearted bit of camaraderie between the players and it would have been fine. So uh, look... I- I wouldn't personally uh, do it if so. I knew someone was uncomfortable, but maybe Rob's not uncomfortable with it. So there you go. Dan says, would Amari Hutchinson play in the UCL against the classic standard Liège or Galatasaray sides we get in our group? Maybe, maybe in the, the second game, maybe not in the first game when we need to ensure that we're picking up points, but it depends where we are. If we've got like a group game that's expendable, then maybe that's when you play some of those kids. Uh, Knuckles says, do you think we need a massive summer overhaul to compete? We don't need an overhaul. We need an upgrade. Last summer was an overhaul. We need a summer upgrade. That's where we need looking at now. Last summer, we got out a load of players. And January, we continued that by getting out more players. But we we brought in fresh blood. And we brought in young blood. And we overhauled the squad. This summer, we need an upgrade window. We need a window that steps us up, levels us up to where we want to get to. That's what we need this summer. And that's what I'm expecting. A beer gang. I mean, I'm hardly part of it i'm part of the patch gang if anything uh says come on people 529 of you are watching and we've only got 75 likes there's nearly 600 of you watching now please drop a like on the video it really really does help me out and helps this show to spread to even more people clive i've seen that link between amari hutchinson and reading i've also heard that it's just rumor at the moment i hope it turns into something real but I've heard it's just a it's just a bit of paper talk at the moment. Well, let's see. Let's wait and see what happens. But Arsenal and Reading do have a really good relationship. So it's something that could happen. But for the moment, I believe it's just paper talk right now. Uh, Abdul says, question, don't you think Moel Nenny, two years contract extension due to his experience playing at the elite level, one year for me, I would happily give him a one-year extension, uh, especially if we're only going for one central midfielder this season. It allows Lekonga to to be more... It's bedded in more, more comfortably, knowing that we've got El Nenny available if we want him. So a one-year extension for El Nenny, I don't see too much of an issue with that. GGTV says both Nuno and Tierney out, Josh Duig and Hickey in. Uh, Duig, of course, uh, we were linked to last summer. Not seeing how he's actually got on this season. Let's do a quick check on how Josh Duig has got on for Hibs this season. Playing, of course, with Harry Clark now as well. Uh, no goals, one assist in 29 Scottish Premiership games this season, but that doesn't tell you the whole story about a fullback. Certainly one to watch still and still only 19 years of age. But Hickey is having a fantastic season and his versatility as well will be a big, attractive trait for the club. 
Maximir says, uh, Hi, Tom. I think Eddie is getting better the more he plays. We should make efforts to retain him, especially with Europe after a season. Take a decision between him and Flo Balogun based on performances. Noel says, Which youth players do you think we should give game time in cup competitions to next season? And which should we loan out? Youth players that should stay, following Balogun, I think needs to be integrated. I would like to see Charlie Patino integrated more. Miguel Aziz, of course, could be another one that you integrate a little bit more. Uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey is the big one for me though I'd love to see him given an opportunity in some more of those youth and uh, those cup games and maybe even a Champions League appearance if we have that available to us so let's wait and see uh, Antonov says how's it going about the actor Coglu or actor Coglu uh, however we pronounce uh, his name um, apologies again Turkish pronunciation is not my strong suit um, I think that that's a link that was kind of sporadic that is not really showing any a potential of being genuine um i don't think it's one that we're really looking at all that strongly but who knows the transfer window throws up all kinds of things uh will thank you so much for the donation uh, he says tom how do you rate michael moreno for a midfield option and what are your thoughts on benjamin sesco sesco really fantastic talent not sure he's of the right level yet for us to pursue him however so i feel like i would just hold on him one to keep an eye on though but I think with Flo Balogun here he's not you know he's not the one we should be looking at at the moment uh Mikel Moreno however I think would be a very very good addition to the squads uh he would cost you quite a bit Real Sociedad don't tend to let their players leave um on the cheap so I don't think you'll be able to get him on the cheap however he would be a good addition is he an upgrade on Granit Xhaka I'm not sure um, but I would be open to him if we are looking to add depth and quality. You know, we need to add someone else, I feel, to upgrade on Xhaka if you bring in Moreno. But he's a very, very good option who could potentially be better than Xhaka. He's got the potential to be and is showing that for Real Sociedad. Uh, and he's got leadership qualities as well, having taken the armband at times for Sociedad. Uh, Michael says, we need to get Marcelo Flores game time next season. Are you aware of the Mexican talent? I am. He's already a Mexican international. Uh, not confirmed Mexican international not played yet in a competitive fixture to uh, to confirm his allegiance to Mexico over Canada but uh, yeah he's had a fantastic season I think he's been a bit of a breakout star so far and I think that maybe a low move probably abroad uh, would it may be in La Liga would be a very very good move for him Aya says, explain why fans want Eddie to stay. He isn't the level we need now. It was the same with Willock and Awobi. Fans are too sentimental. Look, I think that there is an element of sentimentality to it. Not going to say that there isn't. But I think the fact that we're letting him go for free is also playing another rather large role in this. I think that we can get more than that. We should have got more than that for Enketia. But we do need to absolutely improve on what we are offering um, in our striking department. And I don't think Nketiah falls into the category of a player that pushes you into the Champions League latter stages, let's say. Uh, Clive says, how did you all feel Nuno played against West Ham? It's interesting how many have given up on him. I'm not so sure we should give up yet. I think what was obvious about the performance was that defensively we looked vulnerable on that side. That's where we've conceded from. It's where we've conceded from in a number of games. Whether he's played in the Crystal Palace game as well, of course, too. I think that he's a player that has potential, but he's very, very raw. And I worry about how raw he is. And I worry about how refined he can become. I'm, I've am i liked some of the performances. The Leicester performance, the Villa performance, the Newcastle performance, uh, the Watford performance. You know, they're games that I liked him in. 
but I, I, there's just something about him. There's just something too raw about his game that I just, he's got a bit of a, what's the right word? I don't know the best comparison to use for him as a player, but there's just something about him that I, I don't think he's of the level or, or can be of the level. It's the same kind of feeling I have always had about Eddie Nketiah, to be honest. I think that, you know, he's whilst I think there's potential there, not sure the potential to be the level that Arsenal needs in that role is there. Who knows? I mean, he was linked to Man City last year. That tells you kind of how much he impressed. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Nikanyezi says, uh, Eddie has to stay because as inconsistent as he's been, he can be a brilliant cup game starter and he's still very young. He'll only get better. We might regret losing him. We might regret losing him, but we might regret losing any player we let go of and we can't, we can't just allow ourselves to not let everyone go because of the regret. Look what happened with Joe Willock. You know, £25 million for a player that's not really kicked on. £35 million in Alex Awobi. £38 million in Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. You know, we let these players go and we've got very good returns for them and they have not kicked on since that they have moved on. So I don't think that we should always be so negative. The difference of Nketiah is that he's going for free, which is the painful part about that deal. Reese Nelson, we need to get a fee for him. Another really good weekend from him, by the way, if you didn't have a check out of what Final did last weekend. Ayo says, what worries me about Nuno is how he lacks ball control, especially when running. It's the composure. The difference between a world-class footballer and a good footballer is your first touch. It's as simple as that. If you've got a brilliant, deft touch, you can make football your own. You can make the game bend to your will. And I worry that Nuno Tavares doesn't have that deftness. Uh, he doesn't have that, that just slightness about his game, the refinement about his game to separate him from being, oh, he's a bit exciting. He's quite good. He's, you know, he's something about this kid. To, oh, he's going to turn into something really special. And I don't know that he does. Um, Aaron Hickey, I need to watch a bit more to see if he is someone that possibly could be that player first touch is what separates players between being forgettable and memorable maximia says tom your thoughts on man united getting a free pass to declan rice do you think he would be a good fit at arsenal should we go for him if we get champions league football not for a hundred million pounds declan rice a hundred million pounds is sure an upgrade on granite Xhaka, but you can get players i think that are as good for less uh, and i don't think that you would I don't think we need to spend a hundred million pounds on Declan Rice. I don't think we can. I don't think central midfield is a position where we can spend a hundred million pounds uh, on Declan Rice. Uh, yes, Genduzi is gone. He's gone. So there's no point even discussing him. He will join Marseille in the summer. He's already been activated and confirmed at this stage. Uh, Mahamdim uh, Maham says, uh, thoughts on Guillaume Balaguer's interview, mentioning that us fans don't really know what is actually going on and being done behind the scenes at the club. I did listen to this. I thought it was a really interesting one. I, I have mixed thoughts on Guillaume's opinions on a number of topics. And what I do know is that he's a lot more connected than I am. Uh, and that I don't doubt that what he said about Arteta is the case. I think that what he spoke about with Arteta, you know, there's all the signs are that what he said is very true. And from people that you speak to, you know, the feeling is that Arteta is is basically Arsenal now. You know, that, that he is the backbone of the club, that everything is centred on him and the way in which he wants us to move forward. And I've always felt like an Arsenal manager needs that. An Arsenal manager can't just be a head coach. Maybe that's why Unai Emery never really worked out. But even then, I'm not sure he would have been the right person to 
you know, plug into the club. Arteta being plugged into Arsenal, you know, is setting us on a pathway that I think is is the right one. And, you know, being in a top four race this season with the squad that we've got, three points behind Champions League winners and Thomas Tuchel managed Chelsea and two points ahead of a team in Spurs that have got access to Son and Kane have strengthened in January and have Antonio Conte at the helm. The fact that we've maintained that two-point gap despite having five months of football and having played all of the big teams now, bar Spurs, which, you know, big team is a relative term, but you get my drift. Um, The fact that we've managed to do that is quite incredible. We could even be five points ahead. We could have even extended the gap to Spurs since Conte took over come next weekend. Fingers crossed, touch wood. That is what happens. And I think that the way in which we've managed to do that is quite incredible. People very quickly want to disregard what we've done this season and say that if Man United weren't bad and Spurs weren't bad and Chelsea weren't all that this year, then we wouldn't have a hope. But that's a load of bollocks. <laughs> Excuse my French. But it is because if you look at the Premier League table of where we sit right now and if you look at our points tally and you look at the points tally of teams that got into the top four in previous seasons, we are on course to match that. We are on course to achieve that. So it can't be just about, oh, this team's been bad, this team's been bad, because I'm sorry, we're on course to achieve a points tally that falls in line with plenty of teams that have achieved a top four spot this season. That's not the ambition long term. I don't want to just be fighting for top four. I want to be going towards titles. But to do that, you've got to take steps. And we are taking a leap forwards if we go into the top four this season to where we want to go. And with that, That'll finish off today's show. Please do drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed things and subscribe to the channel if you indeed enjoy all of the content uh, that we produce here. There'll be more content for you coming this week, uh, including plenty more chats with some fantastic guests. And of course, our preview show will be returning for the game against Leeds at the weekend. I'll be live at 10 a.m. on the Arsenal Way. Link in the description to the channel, as always. Be joined by a couple of fantastic guests, Bailey and Chris, as I always am, to talk about all things Arsenal and more. Um, So do join us at 10 a.m. in just over an hour's time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Absolute legends, every single one of you. Appreciate your time. Do check out as well the Arsenal Lounge show from last night with Mimo and Lev uh, over on the Arsenal Lounge. Really good stream. Make sure you give it a listen. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.